Yes Have Some podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. We got one! It's time for another episode of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Look at him in really bad shape. Come on, please. Please. Your weekly pop culture therapy session. Give me, give me, give me. I need, I need. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for Yes Have Some in the iTunes store or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast. Sick vandalism. That is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message. And now, hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 59 of Yes, Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. I am here in Atlanta, Georgia, as always. Yes. 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 With Abigail Gardner. 59. Who's 59 years old today. Yes. Oh, happy birthday. Thanks. And Jacob Walsh, who's also 59 years old. Yeah. Am I? Oh, man. And we, you got, very rude of our listeners to just jump in in the middle of our conversation about Stephen King. Yeah, what the fuck, guys? Um, Apparently, if you're going to attend Stephen King's book signing in Milwaukee, and you're Jewish like me, and observing Yom Kippur, mm-hmm. I never read the rest of the frequently asked questions. What? What is it? Because the question is, I am I am an observant Jew and celebrate Yom Kippur. Stephen King is my favorite author. What should I do? Oh, so they're saying this event is happening on our holiday. Mm-hmm. Well, that's stupid. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like go or don't. Yeah. Do, um, why? Is, uh, why should they make your decision early, for you? So they're yeah. They oh, can't because they back. can't go out till. It, by they. By the way, I am Jewish. I was also only reading this because I thought it might get me some free extra stuff, and I was willing to like go and like possibly convert. Well, if I a, could guaranteed meet Stephen I mean, King and get a book signed, because it's looking really like the odds are slim to. Get a signed copy, so I'm getting stressed. Well, what the th- out of the three of us? Well, By the we'll, way, we're stepping all over my stress right okay, now. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll wait. We'll say that. We'll wait on that. <laughs> we'll wait on the Stephen King. All Back I'm saying is, it's a little weird that Stephen King would have an event that start that uh, starts before nightfall. You know, he's a spooky guy. You think it'd be a lot later? <laughs> yeah, but he gets to bed early. He's, he's got to watch his baseball from his chair and then read the paper. Yeah, yeah. I bet he reads Talk the to paper Tabby for a while. Uh, hi, everybody. Hey, hey, what's up? We're recovering. Yeah. It's been a couple weeks. From Ghostbusters Day? From Ghostbusters Day. all the announcements and There's the news. There was so much good stuff <laughs> oh, happening. I'm exhausted from uh, all the information. I just rolled around and, you know, we've got the new animated movie was announced, Ecto Force, Ghostbusters 4, uh-huh. Ghost Sun Patrol. Oh. Hey, about that. Yeah. So there was, okay. We're being facetious, so there, by the way. Let's talk about it. The, the, Q&A, the Q&A happened. Yes. And Ivan Reitman said, like, just the tiny, like you know what, like maybe we'll mix, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll merge everything in the next movie. He yes. wasn't, 
But have you guys seen there's like headline after headline that says Ghostbusters 4 to merge universes, old, new cast. It's like over and over. I keep seeing all and I'm like, God, is Chris Pratt's face popping up, too, because I feel like it should. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's that thing. uh, And this is what Troy and Chris uh, talked about on the cross rip this week. Um, it's called when, context. A lot of people don't use it. They take things out of context. They take well. It's like the it's like clickbait, right? So with the whole Dan Aykroyd, Paul Feig thing, like all of the article headlines were much more like vicious than what was actually said. Uh, right. So yeah, Ivan Reitman like slightly uh, <laughs> alluded to uh, possibly wanting to merge the universes in some form or fashion. Never mentioned whether that was going to be by movie, book, comic book. TV show, animated, whatever. And then, yeah, all these articles are saying Ghostbusters 4 to merge universes. Fans upset. Fans happy. Jacob Walsh unhappy with context of article. Uh, Yeah. uh, It's pretty lame, but hey, guess what? I watched that Q&A, and I knew exactly what all those articles were referencing, and I clicked on all of them. Yeah. (laughs) Just to see if there was a little piece of something else, right? One of them said exclusive. I was like, this is not exclusive. Yeah, it's not. They probably put that word in every article they yep. uh, <laughs> um, do. Right. You know who I want to get on the podcast? The guy who was the host of that Q&A. Yeah, yeah. let's yeah. do it. I mean, he's probably fired from whatever job he <laughs> had after that. So, yeah. I want to know what his life's all about. Yeah, let's get know. him. We talked about let's it talk on the live him. show a little bit. Let's hit him up. Um, he, he was, uh, Ivan was giving him some shit. Right off the bat. And yeah. uh, the the funniest jo- – I don't know if we talked about this, but uh, at the beginning of the live stream, they were, like, revealing all the available products, like uh, mm-hmm. the Playmobil toys and uh, T-shirts and DVDs and everything else. Mm-hmm. And But it was going on for a very long time, and Ivan Reitman said something along the lines of, like, I feel like I'm on the Home Shopping Network. Right? <laughs> he did, yeah. Lloyd Grenier. Uh, which made me think, I want to watch the Ghostbusters Home Shopping Network. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that a real thing? Dude, I'd host it. Oh, I think no. all three of us would do a fabulous job hosting that. Yeah. Show. We would, yeah. Except for, give first of all, job. we get to handle Sony, all the merchandise. Yeah. Eric, yes. give us that job. Be like uh, Jennifer Lawrence in that movie Joy. Yeah. Selling the mops. Ghostbusters mops. Yeah. It's very inspirational. What would be funny is when we get to products that suck, we would not be able to fake it. For sure. No, we wouldn't. Like, oh, this action fight. figure doesn't stand up, and I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not going to say which one. Uh,. All right, up for sale next. Uh, first 50 callers are going to get this bonus Mr. Potato Head Stay Puff. This is really fucking stupid. And this one makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Ghostbusters Home Shopping Network with Ivan Reitman. Uh, Jake, you brought up this uh, in the past. Ivan Reitman seems a little cranky sometimes. A little bit of a curmudgeon. Dude, he does seem a little cranky. And it's not some. it's just like he always seems like he's done with anybody's shit ever like in that same dude in that same interview at the beginning like you know they he's opening up that like basket of toys and stuff like that and the guy's like oh yeah maybe we'll just set this right here and ivan reitman's immediately like no put it on the floor yeah he's like put it down he's just he just always seems like he's like he doesn't take any shit like he just yeah he doesn't he's just like why why am i the only person here is not an idiot that's that's his attitude yeah. I think he's like 70 and he's just kind of over it. And I'm sure sometimes he's amazed like that his office is just the Ghostbusters office. Like yeah. what? he's like, what am yeah. I doing? Right. 
Right. Um, I just I think back to him at the uh, trailer event when he was making his way around like the tables when everybody was like eating their Ghostbusters themed buffet, which by the way was amazing in and of itself. But it felt like there was it felt like a Ghostbusters like a wedding or something. Like he was making his way around, like sitting and talking to everyone. And I remember I know we've told the story before, but Craig like asked him point blank like, "So what's the future for Ghostbusters? Like, are you connecting the universes?" And like he. He started to answer, but then I think, like, pretty much he came was back cut off. Him. Yeah, he was cut off. Like somebody interrupted him. Um, Uncle Ivan's had a couple, you know, yeah, vodka tonics, <laughs> exactly. and he's talking about the future of Ghostbusters again. Yeah. So for as much shit as we're giving him, he did seem like super nice and like, Ivan Reitman's the man. I love him. Like yeah. if I, yeah, if I, yeah, if I could awesome. spend an afternoon with Ivan or Dan, I think I'd pick Ivan. One hundred percent. I yeah. think. Well, you know, actually, I don't know what would happen with Dan Aykroyd, and I'm kind of down for the ride at this point, now that we've talked about the Dan rotation as much as we have. Uh, I think there'd be a harmonica involved if you hung out with Dan I think you'd be a very long night. I think you'd be up till sunrise. There was this other thing that happened on, you know, Dan Aykroyd's on his international tour right now uh, with Crystal Head, and he was staying at some hotel the other night, and there was a band playing. And he heard him. He was, like, going to the bathroom in the lobby. And then he just snuck into the concert and, like, hung out with the band. That's awesome. <laughs> That's kind of amazing. Yeah, it's kind of like a Bill Murray-ish type. I think it's what yeah. Chris Stewart Yeah, said they're like. all living legends at this point. Yeah. They just do whatever you want. Do whatever they want. Do yeah. what they want. Very so, yeah, cool. the future of Ghostbusters, there's stuff happening. We don't. We still don't know what it is. We're probably going to hear at some point. Until yeah. then, we'll speculate and yeah. we'll guess. But it was cool to see Ernie Hudson. I love Ernie, man. He's the best. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. funny when Ivan was, like, complimenting Ernie. He called him a godsend. He said he said that Ernie was, like, the missing piece of the movie, and he was giving him all this praise yeah. during the Q&A. And Ernie Hudson was like, you've never said this stuff to me before. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, realistically speaking, isn't there, like, probably some water under the bridge between the two of them from, like, just just the whole, like, Winston Yeah, well, Ernie saga. Hudson... He's been pretty vocal about saying that when he first read the script, it was a it was a bigger part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Ivan Reitman in the past has kind of denied that. Uh, I think Ernie Hudson's come to peace with Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I think there was a time where maybe he was a little resentful of it. Mm-hmm. But especially the past 10 years, he does the events. He signs the backpacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the jumpsuits. He can't bring them on the plane, though. <laughs> Don't. Don't, don't even try. Don't even try. Uh, so, yeah, Ghostbusters Good Day. Good for him. Good for them. Yes. I'm it came. It went. We had our live show. Thanks to all the people who called. We had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Mm-hmm. Several Slimers joined us. Yeah. Um, all yep. the Slimers. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll have to do another one of those. Uh, it's fun to do those when there's a lot of stuff to talk about. So mm-hmm. if we get into another news cycle where there's a lot of late-breaking Ghostbusters news, we'll... Uh, We'll have another yeah. live show. But I like just hearing everyone's stress, honestly. I thought it was kind of cool to hear from everyone. And I think that uh, having our Facebook group, the uh, Yes Have Some Group Therapy, which we've now opened up, is a great place for everyone to come and basically do what we do every week. Like sit down and talk about what's stressing them the fuck out about collectibles and movies and toys and stuff. And I think that's. Yeah, been we a very have cool the. Um, we are on the Facebook page. We started the Yes Have Some Group Therapy. Uh, and if you ever have some stress, just get in there, let us know, and I think maybe each week we'll find some stuff to talk about. Uh, Dude, if your parents didn't get you an ecto, then, <laughs> like, talk about it, because we were listening. We're, we got a lot of people who care. We're the, we're the yes, have some Make-A-Wish Foundation, <laughs> except for we're not granting wishes. We just want to hear what your wishes are. Yes. And then we'll talk about whether or not they're worthy. Yes. 
That doesn't seem like a nice thing to do. <laughs> no. All right. Sounds fun. Sounds we're like gonna do it anyway. Yeah, Sounds we're gonna do fun. it anyway. Uh, would I saw in there today like somebody sparked some conversation about like what your favorite Batmobile was, and uh-huh. I was like. I read it. It was the first thing I read this morning. It was like, somebody in the Yes Have Some Group Therapy page was like, what is your all-time favorite toy Batmobile? And my original thought was, that is a great question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they're really bringing some heat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways. Keep it up. Uh, keep it up. Bring your A game. And lastly, before we move on here, uh, apologies. Wait a minute. What? My rundown says apologize to Troy Benjamin. Oh, because we gave him some shit for not calling in. He's busy. I, I, couldn't I just wanted to say we love you, Troy. I couldn't remember why we had to apologize to him. I mean, <laughs> I, I like offering You're apologies. Stirring the pot. But I don't, if he doesn't, you know. No, we apologize. We, there was a miscommunication. Uh, last week we had asked Troy to call in for the live show, and he said that he couldn't because he was recording his podcast, and then his co-host called in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we had a, it was good. It was, all, it was all good fun. We had a good conversation with Chris Stewart. Um and uh, that was nice. We called him out. It was good. We called mm-hmm. him out. What did we call him out for? For crossing uh uh the country to oh. get ecto cooler when he was making fun of Jake. Well, we were making fun of yeah. Jake. Jake, sorry, yeah. we owe you an apology. Actually, we owe you. it's on next sorry. on the docket. Let's talk that's about cool. this real quick. <laughs> so that's funny you mentioned that. Remember a year ago? Think about where we are right now with the world of Ghostbusters compared to where we were a year ago. A year ago, ecto cooler came out. And we were all losing our shit. Yeah. Almost, I think it was a year ago, we went to the Southern Fried Gaming Convention, because I saw that pop up on my Facebook for oh, my yeah. memory from on this day. So The Georgia yeah, Ghostbusters. It's it like Ecto Cooler, the pinball machine was out. Um, we were all looking forward to... <laughs> answer the answer call. Answer the call. Yeah. And it was big. It was big times. <laughs> there was a lot of news, and I was watching the trailer a lot. I specifically remember being like, wow all this Ghostbuster stuff. Where do you think we'll be a year from now? One year later. Yeah, Ernie Hudson seems like he really likes uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, gotcha, yeah. Right. He seems like he's really come to peace with it. Right. Um, Paris Hilton's a fan. <laughs> One year later. <laughs> right. But we're making progress. It's good. Cool. Uh, all right, cool. So that's our housekeeping notes. I've now made my announcements. Um, oh, last thing. Proton Pins, mm-hmm. um, new pin company, awesome stuff. We worked with them. We did a little giveaway, and uh, they sent some pins to us. So mm-hmm. check out Proton Pins. Yeah, uh, the girl who puts them out is awesome. Yeah, she's great. Follow her on Instagram, etc. Enamel pins. There was two that she put out: uh, a Slimer pin and a Statue of Liberty Harbor Chick pin. Yeah, and they're like in kind of like a Sailor Jerry like tattoo style, which is very cool. And also on the package that she sent me, she did like a little hand decorated Happy Ghostbusters Day thing, which I always appreciate because I love when people do like little details on their packages. So. Good stuff. That's super really good nice, stuff. super awesome stuff. Go order some. They're very cool. Very cool. And um, last but not least, we got our Diamond Select contest going on still. God, we're just we're just giving yeah. the house away. Yeah. We should give something <laughs> else away. Not the cats. No. No. Gotta can't keep the cats, can't yeah. do that. Gotta keep them. We'll give, out, we'll give out a couch or something. Jake, don't you have a, like an extra <laughs> we couch? We only have one learn? couch. No, I don't. Oh, no. Okay. It's our pod uh, couch. Check out, <laughs> so we sit check on out the top. our Facebook page at facebook.com slash yes, have some cast. And uh, check out the Diamond Select giveaway for all those figures. What um, a full set. What unbelievable stuff going on over here. Uh, That's we, why it's huge. It's very huge. It's We're hard very, to believe. It's, 
<laughs> Keep it away from her. Gotta. Okay, cool. And, uh, all right, so let's talk Playmobil because it's been a couple weeks. Uh, we've been talking a lot of Ghostbusters, but um, Playmobil has released their full set of Ghostbusters toys. I've never bought a Playmobil toy in my life. I frankly didn't really know what they were. Jake, have you obtained your Playmobil Ghostbusters figures? Um, yeah, I have. Uh, I, I bought, you know, the whole set. And, um, dude, they're kind of amazing. Okay. Like, it's, <laughs> it's so weird that they're just like, you know, they're little kid toys. And... I remember when we first heard they were coming out, Greg, me and you were like into Toys R Us looking at like the other Playmobil figures. Yeah. And I remember we were like, oh shit, they got a cop car. They got a <laughs> fire truck. <laughs> we're going to get all, we're going to get all Can you get those stuff. hockey players? Dude, that ho- that cop car is great because the little cop it comes with has a cool mustache. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> These Do they have a cabbie? <laughs> there is a cab a one too. Yeah, yeah. Get one of those. Um, so yeah. Playmobil put it, they announced these like a year ago or something, and it was always kind of like, oh, that'll be cool. But man, they're really cool. Yeah, they like, are. Yeah. I got a text from my brother that was like, those Playmobil toys are the shit. Like, <laughs> it was after I put up a story of like just uh, on Instagram, like a little video of them. Um, and that Ecto one is like the the sound and everything. It's so, it's possibly the best one. That's what I feel like most people are saying. Like, it's like, one of the best versions of that, and I, I just absolutely love it. Well, Jake, we talked about that the other day. So there's been a lot of variations of the Ecto-1 uh, mm-hmm. released in toy form over the years. So let's just talk about it real quick. Hot take. Is the Ecto-1 by Playmobil the greatest Ecto-1 that has ever been released? Is it the only one that has removable slime? Because <laughs> I think that's the game changer right there, y'all. I that bet you know, cool. like I mean, you know, they had they came out with that. Um, what what uh, what was it? The Hot Wheels Ecto One came out what right. a, year, a couple years ago, couple maybe. Years ago, yeah. And it's probably super amazing, super detailed, but it's also like super expensive. Yeah, it's a couple hundred bucks. This this Ecto One is fucking. It's Playmobil. It was like forty four bucks, and it's kind of amazing. Like it it looks good. The uh, you know like. The proportions look all pretty on like they, they look all pretty right. And that and that's, you know, the, the real Ghostbusters toys that came out like in the 80s, the Ecto is so squished looking. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like the proportions are all silly and that's yeah. fine. But this like it's, it's like, like stylized. Yeah, they weren't just trying to like, you know, make a stupid little toy. They're like, oh, wait, they made an actual fun Ecto. Yeah. And then on top of that, you get to put it together, which is really fun. Yeah. And they put Janine in a uniform, which is fucking awesome. And that makes me so happy because I've been doing that. That was like one of my first costumes that was Ghostbusters related was like the Janine um, in a flight suit. And I did her in a khaki flight suit, too. So, like, that is just one of, like, that makes me so happy. That figure in and of herself, like, is that sells the whole set. Which we bought, like, slowly because we were acting like we were going to, like, slow roll the whole thing. I was like, we're not going to get all of these at once. But then we kept going back to Toys R Us, like, Night after night after night, like all in the same week, and until we had to mask them all. So it was funny. The Ecto is the last thing we got, and I think that's the same for you too, Jake. And Winston only comes with the Ecto, and there's no yeah. variant, so that's the only Winston. So we had everything set up, including the firehouse, and we were looking at it, and Abby's like, "Hey, they left Winston out again." <laughs> I was like, Damn it! He comes with the Ecto. Um, yeah. So the yeah the Ecto one looks really good. Um, it it just. Guys, it looks so good 
that I considered not even displaying it with the other Playmobil toys mm. and putting it on a different shelf. The fancy shelf. The fancy shelf. Yeah. The one where the Stephen really King books are. I also I also think the Stay Puff looks really good. Like yep. he's you know he's. He's a little cartoony, but he, like he looks good. It's a it's a good figure. Um, I haven't put the firehouse together yet. It's still in the box. Okay. I just haven't sat Stay down to do it yet. Yeah, that's what I heard. So yeah, and they did a really. I I think it's cool the way they did the firehouse because it it, it doesn't like open like the Lego firehouse. It's just one half of it is just open space, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it looks really good. All the little accessories are cool. All the figures are cool. Vince Clortho. Yeah. Zool. I guess she doesn't come with the uh, firehouse, but no, what, what she, if, yeah, she's she phone. comes with yeah, this, so. but it's all it all looks really good. So Playmobil really, really well, did hot it. dog stand. I love the hot God, dog so stand. Cute. Slimer, yeah. all those little hot dogs, little bottles of coke, oh, and that that guy running the hot dog stand. He's yeah. got to put up with Slimer. You know, you just try to line that pocket. <laughs> he's got to keep a job. He's got a lot to do. I love those figures. They make me very happy. The firehouse is awesome. And, yeah, yeah, and it's such a different experience than the so like. Our most recent experience with an actual line of Ghostbusters toys was the the Answer the Call stuff from last year, which was all cool, and it all came out, we bought it all, but, like, it almost was like we're buying it out of obligation. Like, this was more like, well, these are kids' toys. They're going to have to really make a good product for me to, like, shell out. Yeah, like, the first time we looked at them in our Toys R Us, it was, like, just to casually kind of peruse, like, as if we weren't going to buy them all. Let me ask you guys this. What's it going to feel? Let's see. We're all in our early 30s. I think I'm the oldest of the three of us. How does it feel to go into the Playmobil section of Toys R Us knowing that you're buying stuff for yourself? <laughs> it feels good. Like, I was, like, it's spitefully fine. looking yeah. at all the other excited. stuff. Like, yeah. oh, the rest of this Playmobil stuff is stupid. Like, I don't need that. But I definitely need all these Ghostbusters toys because they were awesome. And the way it's they just go for it, Jake. No, I was just going to say, it's just, it's always cool to get new Ghostbuster products. And I know, like, the movie came out and we did get a lot of Ghostbuster stuff, but it was, you know, 90% specifically for Answer the Call. And that's fine. It was still exciting, but it's even more exciting to get new products from the original. It just doesn't happen as much. We got a couple, you know, things when, when Answer the Call came out, but it's just fun to be like, oh, it's, you know, whatever 30 years later right and mm-hmm. we're getting a whole new line and you know it's the same with like diamond select it's just like there's there we're, we're getting new ghostbuster toys yeah right. it's fun no matter what and then on top of that they're they're pretty cool like they're they're pretty well made like i don't i don't care as much about just like the little like human figures like those whatever but just the car the state like everything else looks amazing and it it's fun um and Playmobil's done a really good job marketing it. There was like a little cartoon and a little mobile game. And mm-hmm. I know they did an interview, I think it was on the cross rip, where they were like, hey, if it sells well, we'll do Ghostbusters 2. Oh and, my God, oh, that'd be amazing. Shit. I have to imagine that these are Scullery selling. Brothers. Yeah, yes, because like. A little baby Oscar. Oh, he's mm-hmm. so tiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Um, but for Playmobil, they're traditionally like a kid's, you know... A little French bread pizza. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so cute. Super I want Mar- that Playmobil Super poster. Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I would... Because for them to break it, like, it's not just kids buying this. Like, collectors are buying this. And yeah. 
you know it's yes. selling really well. Yes. Um, so it's so satisfying that hall picture of like all the the packages, like because the packaging is awesome, and seeing yep. them all together, yeah. it's like yes. The the other thing that's probably the best thing about it is you could buy this whole series, and it's not that expensive. Yep. Like, yeah. And it's you know you can get it a little at a time, which it's fine, but. It's all it's all really reasonably priced, which is amazing. I think it's almost too cheap because, like, I it was all. You want to send them some more money? No, but I'm just well. I'm saying here's what it is. It's a German company. I'm Jewish. There's already a little bit of tension, and I just think (laughs) Stephen King should understand and Uh, just yeah. It's Yom Kippur. I'm buying my Playmobil. No, but for real, uh, they're just doing an awesome job, and like. The the like the Egon figure is like seven bucks. The Slimer with the stand, the hot dog stand is like fourteen bucks. Like, yeah. and even the Firehouse, which is a big playset, is like seventy bucks. And then Toys R Us's website today had buy one get one half off on all Playmobiles. So like, yeah, and they even threw in that like free weird piece that didn't make any sense to anybody oh, that yeah. we couldn't identify. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Chris Sheets, I think, yeah. shout out to him for identifying yep. that. Yep, figured um, it out. Very cool. So yeah, it's a great toy set. Uh, they display really well. And, Jake, uh, you just brought up Diamond Select. So uh, if we're going to talk about Ghostbusters toys, we might as well keep it going. Yeah. Uh, Diamond Select this week is releasing the last three figures for the uh, the diorama play set for the Gozer's Temple. Wow. Yeah. Um, so this has been going on for two years, 15 mm-hmm. figures in two years. They're moving straight into Ghostbusters 2. I'm pretty um, behind on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's there. depressing. I'm pretty behind. Yeah. Well, there was a ask, you know, uh, Chuck who runs Diamond Select. They did a, a Q and A. They do one every month, and somebody asked him about uh, br- making Kenner inspired real Ghostbusters yeah. figures after oh, the wow. Ghostbusters two figures, and his response was, "We're not going to do anything related to Kenner." But we are focused on Ghostbusters 2 and real Ghostbusters. Real Ghostbusters, right. That's your loophole right um, there. Oh, okay. So they might do something based on the cartoon, but they can't, they can't like remake the old figures, but they right. can make stuff based on the cartoon. Well, if you think about it, the original Kenner line is amazing, and it's, our, it's all of us have like such a special place in our heart. But most of those figures had nothing to do with what was happening right. on – the yeah, series. it was just mm-hmm. all new stuff. Like there was yeah. no Sam Hain or Grundle figures or whatever, yeah, right? Um, or People Busters or, or whatever Citizen Ghost, whatever was going on in the in the real Ghostbusters right. cartoon. Um, Fearsome Flush, but yeah, there was Fearsome Flush and yeah. Granny Ghost There's and uh, Fright Features. So, uh, dude, if they do the whole Ghostbusters two line and then they do a real Ghostbusters line. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'd be we're, cool. We're talking like this has potential to be one of the greatest Ghostbusters toy lines of all time. Yeah. Yep. So there. Yeah, and if the <laughs> real Ghostbusters figures come with like a build, like a put together set, Ooh, what like would a be diorama, the diorama? That's what I was that. just thinking. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think know. about that one. Maybe they'll just put out an ecto for the real Ghostbusters figure. That'd be cool. That'd yeah. be really cool. So. Uh, lots, lots of stuff happening in the world of uh, Ghostbusters toys, uh, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. We might not have any uh, movies or TV shows on the immediate horizon, but uh, there's plenty to buy. Yes, and that's good for us. Yeah, that's good. Um, cool. Did anybody before we move on to some stress? Did anybody buy anything else recently? Any other new acquisitions? <laughs> I think you're. I think you're trying to. uh, uh, Are you trying to get me to talk about my Raphael here? A little bit. 
bit. Yeah, you I came we across. Can't, we got to talk. Uh, we cannot talk. You know, about we talk it. about. We've talked about these things a lot, and I did come across the the Raphael um, in the what? What's the scale on these? What is it? I'm not sure. It's one, it's one not, fourth. One fourth scale. One fourth. Yeah. So I found the Raphael, picked it up, and. <laughs> it's some it's amazing dude like these figures look so good um i guess the leonardo is supposed to be released like i Soon. think this week yep. like tomorrow maybe it's supposed right. to be out I, th- I feel like i saw something about it but yeah but two down two to go um you dude you gotta pick them up man they look amazing well neck is yeah. killing it um yeah they're doing like, it yeah they are what I love about NECA, if you're a toy collector, pay attention to NECA's Twitter account because it's literally like an all-day, everyday Q&A about upcoming releases, what they'll do, what they won't do. My favorite is people ask, like, hey, are you going to do any more Prometheus figures? And the guy's like, nope. Uh, <laughs> um, dude, I want to know who's asking that question. Also, some, th- oh, I meant to tell you this guy, uh, or this one. Somebody was like, I really like your Alien Covenant figures. What did you think of the movie? And his response was, I think we made a great line of figures. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. That is awesome. Uh, so so NECA's, NECA's pretty very awesome. Very succinct. Um, and NECA's been revealing all of their uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusives, uh, including uh, – I don't know if we talked about it because it happened in the last week or two. Mm-mm. They did uh, – so it, the – the way licensing works and the rights to put out figures are really weird. So they have the rights to do six inch Ninja Turtles figures as exclusive and as, as an exclusive for Comic-Con. So they're putting out, they did the video game figures last year. This year they're doing the four turtles animation style, uh, with, uh, Krang and shredder and two foot soldiers. And it's like an eight pack that's in like a vintage style vinyl carrying case. Oh, shut the fuck up! I love those cases. I know your case, girl. girl. I got a little collection. Um, the artwork is always so cool on those. It's two hundred bucks. It's an exclusive, but you can pre-order. There's like a loophole where you can. There's, there's only they're making like five thousand of them, um, and it's it's just it's insanely cool. Like, what else can you say? They're making these amazing, highly detailed one fourth inch. You know what, or one fourth scale figures. They now have this Ninja Turtles six inch figures, and I don't know what can you say. NECA is the best toy company. They're making the best stuff. They've got yeah. all the Predator yeah. figures coming out, all the Alien number figures. one crush. They've got oh the other exclusive they revealed to go along with their Bill and Ted figures is the uh, the Death figure. Yeah, Grim Reaper. That's very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, so props to NECA. Yeah, Dude. and to to everybody. Well, yeah, everyone, but NECA mostly. Sure. And Playmobil. Playmobil's doing good. Diamond Select. Diamond Select, great. And Mattel. You're, you're no. cute. Mattel ain't that cute. Mattel ain't cute. You need to check yourself and just, yeah. like, think about things. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what's going you. on in the toy world. Um, I think that was it. I was trying to think if, if we've gotten anything new print-wise, toy-wise. It's been a little bit more low-key. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and as a follow-up to the Mondo Ghostbusters poster that was released last week or at least unveiled, there's been no information about on-sale dates or anything. So yeah. uh, we're trying to answer the call. Yeah, we just yeah, can't find it. To. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I do want that. I hate coffee. I hate coffee. All right. You guys I almost get- put answer the call on today. 
Tell, tell us about, about that. It. Real quick. Well, I've been reading the the GB the 101 the oh, IW yeah. comics because well we released that teaser image on Facebook today, but uh, apparently there's going to be some like explanation of like the universes, the multiverse. Oh yeah, how everything like you know coincides and all that kind of stuff. So I went and you know I was reading them and there's parts of there's parts that like. I like about answer the call and like there's just something about it that like makes me want to I don't know I'm yeah, gonna give it like I'm gonna give it another viewing this week and I think I'm gonna see what I'm what I'm feeling and get back to you guys okay That's what I'm Jake did you see that image uh the, from the comic book yeah I did yeah um I'm not I'm still not exactly sure what they're trying to do here but uh I don't know how how canon right the comics are with the yeah. you know like Sure, it'd be cool, but like you know, right? The, uh, it, it, what does it really mean? Spoiler warning: If you want to turn this down, it's for issue four, which hasn't come out yet. So take thirty seconds to go get yourself a snack, mm-hmm. um, or don't. I don't care. Um, yeah. But if you do get sharp cheddar cheese, it's yeah, very delicious. It's good. Um, it's or cracker. So they already revealed how the multiverse was established in the comic, which has to do with uh, Gozer. So we already went over that, but. Mm-hmm. Basically, this one was, you know, they've crossed over into the GB 1984 world and uh, Aaron Gilbert is having the realization that uh, Peter and uh, Ray and Winston are uh, awfully familiar. And she says something along the lines of like, no, that's Martin Heiss, the cab driver and Patty's uncle. Right. Uh, So... They're kind of hinting, like, at, at, you know, alternate versions of the Ghostbusters. It's stuff we've talked about a million times. Right. But, like, Jake, like you just said, is it canon? Is it just for the comic book? Will it matter going forward? Yeah. Who knows? Does it make up for, is it too little too late? I like that they're making the effort. And I talked to John. Yeah, me too. I talked to John Yurkay the other day. I was like, hey, man, what if an an answer to the call there was a post credit scene and we were talking about, like, uh, you just see the mayor talking. And John said, then the mayor turns around. He's like, you know, the word's getting out. We have to do something about this. And it's just Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson. They're like, all right, let's do yeah. it. And it just <laughs> oh, ended. Dude, that just that would be amazing. That like, been, like, dude, I just got excited about that. That's yeah. the, like, imagine, like, I think the way John described it is like, okay, uh, post credit scene of Answer the Call. It's close up in the mayor's office. He's talking about all the events that unfolded, but you don't see who he's talking to. Right. And then the camera pans around. It's just the three of them. And it, there's no. It's just. It's just you understand what's yeah. happening. Yeah. That's like a Bill Marvel Mur- stinger. Bill Murray's right. like fine. <laughs> right. I'm cuts to black. How like? Don't you think that thirty second scene would have solved a million problems? Yeah. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, yeah. But, or uh, hey, Craig. Or what if like, what if there was a scene where Martin Heiss meets Patty's uncle, and then when they see each other for the first time, it's like lost. Daniel oh. Faraday. And it's like they remember everything. Oh yeah. And it's Some like flashes, you know, it's like those bleed. flashbacks or whatever. Oh, dude, frozen donkey <laughs> wheel. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, it's interesting that you bring that up because we've been talking a lot lately about the future of the franchise and you know when Ivan talks about when when he talks about wanting to combine the universes it's really there's only a couple ways you can do that logically you're either doing you know a multiverse where there's like two established timelines uh that somehow cross over or you're going to do what I think is harder to pull off the 
retroactively revealing that this is the same Ghostbusters universe and for whatever revisionist reason, history, yeah, yeah for yeah. whatever reason, trying to make up a, a reason for it to work right. out. Yeah. And listen, I'm not saying that it can't be done. I'm just saying that if it would have been really cool to plant those seeds a little stronger within Answer the Call. Yeah, it could have been intentional and worthwhile and have a payoff. Uh, because just if you, th- I don't want to go too far on this because God knows we've talked about it a lot. But if you think about Bill Murray's character in Answer the Call, and you think you know. It's not very. It's not unlike Venkman. He's snarky. He's kind of a, kind of an asshole. Surly, sarcastic. Kind of yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, you think about Dan Aykroyd's character in Answer the Call. He's knowledgeable about ghosts. You mm-hmm. think about Ernie Hudson's character. He's there solely, basically, to provide them with a car. If you go <laughs> and if, to make money, right? Yeah. If you go the Lost theory, like they're all there subconsciously the as alternate versions of themselves. To like to, hey, Bill Murray's character Martin Heiss was a driving force for them to try harder, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's almost like and the, yeah. you're right. And Peter Venkman, like he also liked to go out the wrong door. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he liked to go in the wrong door, probably. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, hey, there's already enough people in there. Uh, there it is. Um, <laughs> and then if you even if you want to go further. With the uh, the the Harold uh, the Harold Ramis bust, yeah. Uh, no, you yeah. see the bust at, at Columbia. You can make the Whoa. argument that he was a, a a physics teacher, and maybe he taught uh, Aaron at some point. Like mm-hmm. they all played roles in forming the Ghostbusters yeah. in that other universe. God, there's so much satisfaction yeah. in actually thinking of them interacting. That was the stuff that I liked reading in that comic book. Was like specifically seeing Egon and Holtzman's relationship like those were the things that made me laugh out loud while I was right. reading the comic and I just like, think it's messed up that Harold Ramis didn't want to do the movie. I think it's really <laughs> fucked up. What a, what a <laughs> dick, right? Uh, hey, I also had the idea of like what if oh god, this is getting total nerd. How, how's, how's, Are we just now getting total nerd? Hey, how's that for a third? <laughs> um, but like the idea that so this is another idea that I was uh toying with the other day so at some point in the past uh after the video game takes place there's some event some supernatural event egon is sacrificed but they never find his body and it's revealed maybe through a comic book at some point that he actually crossed over into this parallel universe and almost like uh has a subconscious like will to go be a physicist and get involved with this stuff, but doesn't necessarily remember being a Ghostbuster. I don't know. It's not gonna You're going to happen. Deep. It's, I'm just yeah, going deep. I'm, I'm squinting pretty hard right now. You're rambling here. About this is this. good. I think it's good. Here's the thing. We all want it to connect, but we want it now. Yes, yeah, so and we want it our way. <laughs> yeah, we don't we, want to wait. Yeah. Yeah. We yes, want it all, to already connect. Yes. We want it now. Uh, what is Zool? That's your connection. What is Zool? Uh, all right, you guys ready to get even more stressed yeah. than we already are? I'm already very stressed because yes, we've been right. writing fan fiction for the last 30 minutes. Hey. Someone's got to. I can't stand up right now. Whoa. What? Oh. Well, we're recording. Just I don't want to unplug the microphone. No, I, you can't. It right. happens. There we go. Time to get stressed. You're looking a little stressed. Is this some radical new therapy? Why don't you do something with your life? Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Very stressed. All right, cool. Oh. 
Jake's laughing. You, I can't stand up. Through the magic of <laughs> editing. <laughs> There's music. Getting stressed. We're gonna get sued by cake. nuts. Oh, cake! Uh, I saw them at the. Is that a cake song? Once. It is a cake song. I don't yeah. know that song. Uh, girl, short girl, the uh, what's she it got? called? Short, short skirt, short skirt, long jacket. There it is. Damn cool. it, Abigail. Yeah. What are you stressed? Am I stressed first? I can you go have, first. You have a, I think you're stressed because you don't know what your stress is. I do know what my you stress is. You got stress. Is. I'm gonna stress you both out. You right guys now. were already talking about my stress when we started. Um, yeah, I'm stressed about Stephen King stuff. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was on uh, StephenKing.com looking through the website, and I saw. Um, a book tour announcement for a book called Sleeping Beauties that he's releasing with his son, Owen. Um, and that's coming out in September, on September 26th. And there is going to be a book tour for this, which is, like, amazing because Stephen King has become, like, kind of a recluse when it comes to, like, you know, public outings and signings and stuff like that. Um, you know, he lives up in Maine. And from Jake telling me, I know that he has like a summer home in Sarasota, Florida. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at these, uh, the tour dates and, uh, the last one, the last, uh, night of the tour is October 6th in Sarasota, Florida, which is close to us, which means we're going to go, um, because all these other tour dates are kind of like scattered across the country, um, in places that are very far away from me. So the fact that it's happening and, um, I'm not like sure of all these details. Cause it's like we were talking earlier. It's like, it's difficult to um, make sure that you can, like, get inside the event because a lot of people, like, show up for this kind of, like, uh, Star Wars celebration, like, going to see a trailer. Like, they camp out from, like, what I've heard because it's going to be, like, there's no guarantee that you're going to get in to hear him speak and he's doing a speaking. Um, and there's no signing, but you do get a copy of the book and only 400 of those copies are signed. So there's, like, a kind of a gamble. It's so and a complicated. Risk. Yeah, dude, I'm, like, yeah. So, I'm obviously stressed about it. Um, but I'm super excited, and I also want to follow him home to his, like, summer home and see where that is and, like, <laughs> probably... I don't know. Like, I'm just stressed about being in his presence in general because, like, he's become such a huge part of my life and such a massive inspiration to me. And I just finished reading The Dead Zone, and it was so good. And I'm stressed because I'm, like... I don't know what I'm going to finish before October 6th. I know I wanted to read Christine because, Jake, you told me, isn't there, like, a, like a, the car, Christine, is, like, somewhere down in Florida, like, nearby there or something There's, like that? There's, um, they, there, there were, like, 27 cars used in the movie or uh-huh. something like that, and there's only two that still exist. One is a, in a private collection, like, in California. The second one was restored. It's in Florida, and the guy, like, takes it to events yeah. and... You know, you could, you know, they sells stuff and you could see the car and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I want the most. Christine's really good. You should read it. It's, uh, it's been one of my favorites that I've read so far. And I really like them. Have you seen the movie? Uh, no, I have not. No, I really, really like the movie. And so far, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the books that I've read, once I go back and rewatch the movie, it, you know, it kind of makes you like, oh shit, you know, this isn't as good now. Dude, yeah, that's what's still, just about the dead zone right I, now. I think Christine is still, the movie's still very different from the book, but I still really like it. Christine's yeah. good. You should read that. Yeah, I'm into it. I saw it at my local, uh, Honey Hole, Dave Com- Dave's Comics, which has like a, a really nice box that's full of, what they say are first editions, but I'm not sure are actual first editions. But I bought uh, the Tommy Knockers there at this comic book store, and I saw a copy of Christine. It did not have the slipcover on it, 
but I still want to go back and get it. They also had a nice copy of It, which was like in really good condition, and I think I want to go buy that too. So if you're listening, don't go to Dave's Comics and buy those <laughs> for me because I want them. Also, I really have been chasing Salem's lot, and I was listening to the Stephen King cast uh, Dead Zone episode today on my walk. And uh, he was talking about uh, characters in Salem's Lot, and apparently, like, one of the main characters struggles with alcoholism, and, like, there's, like, I don't know, vampires and haunted house stuff, and I'm like, all right. Oh, you can relate to, you were a vampire. I was a vampire once, (laughs) for seven years. Uh, No, (laughs) anyway, yeah, dude, I want to get Salem's Lot, and, like, just the whole, like, uh, wanting to read in, like, chronological order of release, and, like... The fact that there's so many Easter eggs and things that build upon things. And then also, oh my god, listening to Stephen Kingcast was stressing me out because he kept talking about uh, the novels that take place in Castle Rock because Dead Zone had a portion of of the book that took place in Castle Rock. And with that show coming out, all the books that take place there are like now even higher up on my list. But then there's Christine, but then there's Salem's Lot. And I also want to read The Stand, which is fucking huge. So I don't know what to read next, but I'm going to make the decision in the next like 24 hours because I don't like being without a book i feel naked i feel weird i'm just stressed out about stephen king and the mist there was i was just perusing our um our uh facebook group the yes have some group therapy and stephanie monica commented Uh uh-huh and what's up girl uh here's a question for for you two she her she has stress and she said, oh, this is great. This is like, uh, this is like, uh, this love is line. This is like love Dr. line. Dr. Drew. All right. Dr. Dr. Drew Dr. Stephen. and Adam Carolla here. Um, <laughs> her stress was she's never read a Stephen King, read a Stephen King book. And she wants to know what to start. Carrie. With. As a female, I'd say Carrie all the way. Go with Carrie first. All right. Jake. Um, I don't know. Man. My first was it. And it's been my favorite. I didn't love Carrie. I, I think it was good, but it, it, it definitely, I don't think Carrie would be what I told, what I would tell somebody to read the first, first. I think I would maybe go The Shining just because, Ooh. just because it's like, it's, you know, when you think of Stephen King, The Shining is one of the top and it's, it's hard for me to tell someone to read it first because even though I think that's, the shining is like his best every, work. Everything I everything I've read, I think it is the best. It's it's always going to be my favorite, but it's also uh, you know twelve hundred pages long, and he gets a little long winded with some things in it, and maybe maybe that shouldn't be everybody's first. But the shining is a good size. Yeah, it's not it's not too big. It's not I like too how small. judicious you're being about this. And I it's think the I shining. Agree. It's the shining. I have a special place for Carrie when I was listening yeah, to. No, that's uh, fine. Like, that's fine. Like, yeah, no, when I was listening to the Stephen King cast, he was talking, like, he was giving a list of, like, Stephen King's most iconic villains, and he mentioned Carrie, and I was like, she is not a villain. She is a good person. <laughs> I just really identified with her character, and the book made me cry, so that's well, why it's right. I'm part of this podcast, and I have a recommendation. Because I'm too. psychic. So, The Green Mile was released in five parts. Uh, mm-hmm. Read the third one. Yes, yeah, that's the best one. <laughs> and then, and then you're read good. The first ten pages of the Gunslinger. <laughs> yeah, I've read the Gunslinger. <laughs> it's the only Stephen King book I read, and it was great. I did start the Stand. I'm still on chapter three. Uh, it that's is a big book. That's it's, like his it's biggest. Very flemmy. They talk about phlegm a lot in that book. Yeah, but, that book's bigger than it. Uh, here's the exciting. And are part. you reading? Are you reading the? There's uh, two versions well, of both. the Stand. I'm yeah. reading the original. Okay, so that one has, I I think, if I'm correct, that one has about 400 pages that the other one doesn't. 
I've got the first time complete and uncut version of the stand like in my life. Okay, that's right the one. Now. Yeah, that and one that has one like, four hundred more pages. Yeah, that one is fucking like eleven hundred fifty. Well, of like of just like nonsense. Whoa, spoilers! <laughs> I'm seeing like, pictures, guys. I don't need to know that. Um, oh, here's God. the thing. I'm about to go on a twelve hour road trip by myself, and I do have the Audible copy of that's uh, the way to do it. Of yeah. the stand, so. Nice. Um, I'll probably start that. Get ten yeah, minutes you'll, in. Yeah, you'll then... probably get you'll you'll get a quarter of the way through it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, but I like that. So th- we can use that as another reminder. If you've got stress, if you've got questions, you want them answered on the podcast. Yeah. You want a shout out? Book questions. Book shout questions. Outs. Shout outs. Okay. Things like that. Uh, let us know on uh, anywhere, but uh, specifically, yes, have some group therapy. And if you're not in there, go to the page, search it. Uh, Start and then discussion. join, and then we'll preview, you, and then we'll, we'll send have us fun. a nude. Send- jo- don't do that. That was a joke. That's just you can fun. send us nudes. Yeah. Maybe, but no. don't. Yeah, but don't. don't but do also that. don't. <laughs> Less than eights need not. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> oh, Whoa. I didn't say gender. We, I'd look every, at a naked we're very dude. Open. I don't care. It's good. It's all, all good. Of it. All right, and we've devolved again. We've devolved. Abigail. Yeah. What stress do you have? Uh, that was, like, Stephen King stuff is stressing me out. Um, I guess when we were set to record, before, like, I guess two weeks ago, the biggest thing that was stressing me out was the Guardians of the Galaxy ride opening um, at the uh, Disney in California, which yep. is uh, whatever, the Adventure Park. Um, dude, yeah, that ride looks amazing. It took over the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror space, and it's the collector's uh, mansion, and... I'm just sad that I'm not there. Like, I was looking at Harley Quinn Smith's, like, Instagram stories, and she was there on opening day. And then I went on YouTube and watched, like, the entire opening of the ride. And there's, like, an animatronic rocket who, like, gives you instructions on, like, what you're going to do once you get inside the elevator. And I was getting mad because, like, all the people that were about to get on the ride didn't look nearly as excited as, like, I would have been. <laughs> because Rocket, like, pops up. First you just see his tail, and then he's, like, above you in another place. Wait, does he give you the right instructions, though? Like, no. I like, can he, see. He barely, like... Like, uh, in character, is like, you know, whatever. Like, you're rushing and you're Because getting... I could see Rock be like, yeah, don't even worry about that seatbelt. You're not going to need it. Yeah, because I stole it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I it's, uh, like, it looks amazing. Like, all the, like, in keeping with the, kind of, like, the theme of the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, there's Easter eggs everywhere. And, like, inside, you see all the collector's stuff. And, like, I don't know what it all is, but it looks very cool. And I want to be there and I want to see it. And, um that I, I can't because it's on the other side of the country and it just looks really fucking cool. Um, the Collider.com put out like a bunch of pictures though if you look on their website um, of the ride and of all the Easter eggs and of the opening day. So that looks awesome. And yeah, I wish I could be there, guys. I'm just sad. Hey, it's this like is completely hearts. off topic, but I just read a, there's a headline, breaking news, Joel Schumacher is truly sorry for Batman and Robin. Wait a minute. He said he was sorry in like the uh, <laughs> the post like the um, additional special features yeah. of that movie. Here's He's a like, Joel well. Schumacher quote. After Batman and Robin, I was scum. It was like I had murdered a baby. Oh my Whoa. god, you have to click on this. Uh, no, th- it's probably clickbait. All right. Sorry. I did not mean to interrupt. But you were talking about superheroes. I want to talk about superheroes. Yeah, this is way more stressful though. The fact that Joel Schumacher compared that to murdering a baby. Yeah, because murdering a baby is way more acceptable than Batman. Yeah, people are, like, way more okay with that. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy talk. What other shows you got? Um, honestly, I think... That wraps it up? That was about it for me, yeah. Well, the Stephen King stress is real. I think... 
Oh yeah, the Mist trailer. That was the other last bit of the Stephen King stress. Was the there was a second trailer for the Mist that came out. Uh, that's going to be out. I think uh, June twenty second is. The yeah, it's coming yeah. soon. So I'm excited Real to quick, see it, but like nervous. Let's recap. We've got the Mist TV show coming out. Mm-hmm. We've got. Uh, uh, what's the other one? The other TV show? You were just Castle Rock. Rock. I was. I almost said Gravity Falls. Castle Rock. Dude, I like Gravity Falls though. Um, and then we've got it. The movie's coming out, uh-huh. and then we've got um, Dark, Dark Tower. Tower. So and there's also Gerald's Game is coming Game. out soon. So uh, there's a lot of Stephen King happening. Uh, we're I all going to read faster. We're all going to go see the the book tour in Sarasota, uh-huh. and uh, maybe we'll do a little uh, podcast from there. Oh yeah. Maybe we can um maybe we can find out where that car is that Christine I think it's in Sarasota. Hey, maybe we can Sounds interview good. the car. Yeah, yeah, we'll interview it. That's uh, a good idea. We got to get Come on, Stephen King should come on the podcast. That He'll you said it. that Just, the other day and like my reaction, I would melt into like so many bodily fluids. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to handle it. I talked to him. Yeah, I would definitely. I'd have to like prepare myself. I would just ask him about the first 3 chapters of the stand. And then, Steve. Now that we got you here, why is there an orgy scene in it? Yeah. No, guys, we get Stephen King on the show. It's the three of us. You guys are freaking out, and then me and him talk about baseball for an hour. Yeah, talk about golf or something. Oh man, does he golf? He's such a dad. Uh, No, but he's such a dad. Baseball. Cool. Well, Abby, Abigail. Yeah. Thank you for your stress. Yeah. Guys, I got some stress too. We asked you about it. Gotta hear it. We want to know. I think I'm about to stress you guys out, and I, I don't want. Oh God! I, I don't want to do this to you. Yeah, you already are. You already did with that Joel Schumacher bit. That's not my stress. Uh, it is. We're recording this on June 13th. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Guess what's less than three months from now? Uh oh my God! It's Dragon Con. It's almost Dragon. Whoa! <laughs> Dragon it's Damn. almost Dragon. Guys, Jesus Christ! Dude. It feels like just. Yesterday, back on the dragon, we were at our first dragon con. Yeah, eyes wide open, looking to have sex. Dude, everything was open. Very open. I don't know if that's (laughs) or not. Uh, That's why you go the first time. Let's. let's It's about to get. All right, we're moving on to uh, (laughs) the R-rated portion of the show. I feel like ninety percent of the people at Dragon Con are just looking to have sex. Yeah, you're all at a hotel, (laughs) and you're all in costumes. It's late. It's like it's eyes fun. wide shut with Magic the Gathering. Oh, Better acting. <laughs> and more satisfying because eyes wide shut just pissed me off. I felt like there should have been a lot more cool shit that happened in that movie. Yeah, I feel like at some point Tom Cruise. Also, I'm just mad at moment. Tom Cruise right now. Just Tom Cruise, yeah. Uh, what the fuck? So, yeah, Dragon Con's coming up. Uh, and they've been slowly but surely rolling out the guest announcement. And you guys know I do this thing with every convention. I get really excited about the guest list. I talk about all the autographs I'm going to do, mm-hmm. all the photo ops. Plan it out. And then I, as it gets closer, I start, you know, it's almost like I put people on the Self-sabotage. Let's talk about it. It's more like uh, American Idol. Like I start with a list of like 30 possible autographs and I start voting people off. Yeah. And then I get down to one. That's what it's like. Got uh, it. But get the guest the list is. Guy. The get, yeah, gotta get rid of him. Uh, the R&B guy's pretty good, but... <laughs> Who brings a guitar in? It's just a distraction. <laughs> uh, so, have you guys been paying attention to this guest list? No, not bit. at all. I haven't even uh, looked, yeah. I know that um, Sean Gunn Sean Gunn. confirmed. That was a Michael Rooker, Michael they'll Rooker. both be there. Um, 
Stan Lee's going to be there. It's going to be probably his last appearance at yeah. DragonCon. So it's that line cool. will be long, yeah. Um, and today they announced uh, a couple Star Wars people. Uh, Peter Mayhew's going to be there, which is cool. Uh, Daniel Logan, young Boba Fett. Oh, is that cool? It's not very cool. It's not cool. <laughs> uh, we've cool? heard some things. Uh, so, yeah, they're starting to roll out the guest list. But uh, the other day uh, on the DragonCon Reddit thread, people were talking about wanting guests. And somebody said, what do we have to do to get Val Kilmer here? Oh, shit. And guess what? He replied. He was on there? Yeah, he was just on the thread. Oh, that's great. And he said... The bat I, signal's not a beeper. That's what he said. Uh, no, Val Kilmer replied and he was like, hey, I've notified my you know, my manager. They're going to get in touch and explore this as a possibility. Dude. So, um, I Well, think that, that means I have to wear my Riddler costume. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. What if he tries to fight you? I don't. I, didn't <laughs> know I thought you were going to say something other than fight. I was like, okay. What if, he uh-huh. to, what if he tries to fuck you? We're just, no. Oh, I'm just, oh. You know, it's it's all fun. It's why we go there. It sounds. It's why we try. Uh, what if Joel Schumacher's there? Well, uh, no, I think it would be really cool. Like, I think we talked about Batman Forever a lot on the show. It, uh, Val Kilmer, I like Val Kilmer. He's a legitimate movie star. He's yeah, a, you know, I know he's been sick. And he was stuff. one of my first crushes as Iceman. Um, I would like to meet Val Kilmer, and I think one thing with Dragon Con is they don't always have. The greatest guest list, right? They uh, have some redundant, like repetitive guests. Yeah, if you're into Battlestar Galactica, it's perfect you're set up. If you like, if Doctor you were Who, into Battlestar Galactica like six years ago, yeah. but like not so much now. Then. Um, but you guys don't have to answer this now, and maybe we've talked about it before. But I like thinking about who are your dream guests. Like, who is somebody who you would just really want to meet in a convention setting? I feel like it would be obvious to say Stephen King. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> He's not doing they Dragon Con. They do get some He's authors, though. Guys! He said dream scenario. Well, James Gunn came a couple years ago. I didn't meet him, but I went to his panel and was in, like, one of the first rows, so yeah. that was pretty satisfying. Um, there's a fake... Chris Pratt. There's a fake James Gunn picture going around the internet right now of him holding his uh, Ghostbusters script. Yeah. That's upsetting. <laughs> it's not even funny. It looks really good. The picture, uh, the picture looks real, but it's obviously... Photoshopped really yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll have to think about that. Maybe we'll pose that question on like Twitter. Or yeah, something let us know your thoughts press. too. Dream guest. Set it up. Dream I'm trying cast. to think. I mean, I you want to say Bill Murray, but he's not going to ever do conventions. Sigourney right. Weaver has been on that list for a long ass time. Yeah, I would love cool. for her to do Dragon yeah, Con or Linda sure. Hamilton. Linda. Oh God, damn it! It's the 25th anniversary of uh, Terminator Two. So yeah. Get her on, like, get on Reddit and ask her to come out. I hope she's hanging out. I don't think Linda Hamilton's on Reddit. You don't think she's on Reddit? No, she's doing pull-ups. Yeah. (laughs) Jillian Michaels. Cool. So, yeah, that's part of my DragonCon stress. The other stress is we've got PKE surge coming up. We've got a plan for that. Uh, We've got costumes. I don't know. Yeah. You're redoing your flight suit. Yeah, I'm doing, um, I'm taking my black flight suit. I'm turning it into a GB2 suit. Um, I'm planning on, I may as well reveal it, doing a little John Connor, teenage John Connor from Terminator 2. Um, I've already found the public enemy t-shirt and I'm going to get like a little Power Wheels motorcycle and I'm really excited to hang out by the ATM and get easy (laughs) money. Uh, yeah, so we were planning Dragon Con costumes, and it's yeah. becoming that last minute, like, mad dash, making lists and wanting to check them off. We so. got a couple months, but... Um, and, Jake, I think I talked to you about wanting to try to think of some other casual costumes to do, but nothing's yeah, really coming to mind. Yeah, I just don't know what one. to do, yeah. 
Huh? I thought we had one. What? Is it a secret costume? I don't think so. What is it? The Jaws ride employees? Oh, yeah. That's oh. my idea. <laughs> I don't know if it's, like, the, the contest winner, but it's definitely, like, an idea. Yeah. I feel like every day of my life I'm on the Jaws ride. As Jean shorts, light blue t-shirt, belt, <laughs> headset. The headset. Good attitude. <laughs> Good attitude. Positive attitude. <laughs> I wonder what they should do a I'm mockumentary about what happened to all the people that worked on the Jaws ride, like, after it closed. <laughs> yeah. There, there's, a guy who, uh, there's a guy who used to work on that. You can find these videos on YouTube. And he... Um, like whenever he moved back home or whatever, there's a video of him on YouTube in his like Jeep. Yeah. And he has like he has like a recording of the music and the you know, they talk to you. Right. You know, like when they're talking on the radio. He has a recording of it. He plays it on his Jeep, drives people around in his Jeep in town doing the Jaws ride. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. my idea is we dress like them, we have headsets, we project that. And then, like, somebody dresses up as a giant shark and, like, comes and interrupts every 10 minutes. Every and 10 atta- minutes. Every 10 minutes they attack every us and we use a shotgun minutes. to shoot them. Yeah. Cool. And then we'll need a couple people uh, to sit in front of us. And when the fireball goes off, they go, wow, you can really feel that heat. Oh, God. And every time the shark appears, chant shark. Oh, 10 God. minutes? We'll be shark baiting 10 minutes. Shark, shark. Shark, shark, shark. Hey, speaking of sharks, did you guys see the video of the cam girl who got bit by a shark. Hold on, what is she? She's like, but a, uh, I, that was. Wait, is that a shortened version? No, of it came cam out. Girl? It came out that that was not real. Uh, no, it came out it. that that was like a hoax oh, or something. Oh man, it was like a webcam girl in a shark cage. Yeah, she got, she got like bit on the foot because or something. Because someone was but, paying yeah, her money for that. To the sharks were giving. Shark well, cage? the sharks were giving her bitcoins. Oh and, my and, god! And then <laughs> she, she was supposed to do something. Oh, man. I don't know what she was going to cool. do. Uh, yeah, I've got to think about it. You know the Led Zeppelin story? What? <laughs> you don't remember that? What? On the old behind the music for Led Zeppelin, this is like one of the famous things. Like, they were known for having like lots of groupies and stuff. Yeah. And the groupies would do anything to get in. So they put them in a shark cage? No, one of the groupies. Something? She did something with a shark. What? Okay. How do you even do that? Magic? Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what she did. Well, I think I know what she did. I think it was a small shark. All right. <laughs> wow. Hey. Let's move hey. on. New take hey. on. I like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, this uh, is. Oh. I don't. Speaking and I don't, of I don't that, even like that. I, this is my other stress. I'm stressed talk about, about everything that we just talked about. Adam West, mm-hmm. he passed away. Yeah, speaking of groupies. Yeah, and that, that's actually what made me think of it. There was an article today about, there's all these articles out about Adam West, and everybody's just coming out saying he was the greatest guy, he was so nice, so charming. You wouldn't want to be around anybody else but Adam West. Although I think Chase Ambrose has a different take, uh, because he's told that story before. (laughs) Um, But apparently when Adam West and Burt Ward were shooting Batman, they had, like, groupies waiting for them. Is it groupies? Is that a PC term? Fans? They had fans. And this article came out this week that said Adam West was hooking up with up to eight women per day during the wow. height of Batman. Wow. And I was just like, I don't know what he's got in that utility belt, but... Uh, right. <laughs> he's, uh... Yeah! You know what yeah, the girl what at it? Led Zeppelin needed? Some of that shark, shark repellent. Boom! <laughs> Bam! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Nice save. There we go. That's what you needed. I was working on the repellent, but you got there before I did, so. Uh, okay. But in all seriousness, it's uh, Adam we West. We miss I mean, you, Adam West. He was older. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you do think he was like 88. I watched the TV show But he, up, he so. would do a lot of conventions and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I really, I really like the classic Batman a lot. So, uh, uh, see you on the other side, Mr. West. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll miss you. Yeah. Um, we should probably say that at the top of the show. <laughs> Stay tuned for Craig's dedication to Adam West an hour into the show. After the Led Zeppelin story. Oh, we'll see if you make it. Oh. Okay. Uh, but that's my stress. That's good stress. That's good stress. Great we got, stress. We got Dragon Con coming up. Yes. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll be talking about it a lot more. Yeah, we're getting to it. We're getting to it. Um, Jake. But Jake. Yo. Hey. You got some stress yes. Well? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. You You've sat through it all. Yeah. You know, you know, I've had this stress building for the last couple of weeks, and you know, we 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 took a little bit of a break off of recording for a week. I don't even know when the last time we've done an actual recording was. Yeah, I feel like, like it was like two weeks ago yeah, or something. Like yeah. Two weeks. It was a long break. So, so this was my stress then, but uh, uh, something happened to elevate the stress. Now, the stress started with this whole like dark universe thing that's happening. Right. right. They're trying they're trying to make a shared universe out of, you know, the universal monsters, which sounds cool. On paper. Um, yes. Yeah, cool. it sounds cool. And you know what? Like I'll go ahead and say it right off the bat. The old the old universal monster movies, they were also a shared universe. They, you know, they they had all their own films. Right. But after but after they made them all, they started like they started, you know, being in each other's movies. It was it was, you know, it was like the first shared universe, whatever. So it so it doesn't sound stupid to try to to do it now. I mean, maybe they are you know, just trying to cash in off of like, you know, everyone else and Marvel's, uh, you know, success with it, but still it could work. Right. Yeah. So this week the mummy came out, which is the first movie in the dark universe. And it's something it's weird. Uh, I think you guys might've watched it. Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't watch it. We're not sure if we did. We, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk about it. We're going to put it this way. We all saw a lot of it. We saw some of it. <laughs> we and saw enough of it. We saw enough. Saw enough to know. Here's the thing. Um, when you're starting a, a universe in the film industry, what I like is that the first thing in the movie you see is a logo that just says Dark Universe. Like, what the yeah. f- yeah. What does that even mean? You know, first of all, like the mummy is the weirdest movie to start it with. If yep. you're going to like, it's not, it's nobody's favorite, you know, like the mummy, it's like, it has a place like there, but it's nobody's favorite monster. Yeah. No, you know? And like, because it just, doesn't, it feels nonspecific because it's Frankenstein's monster. You know what that is. Dracula, you know who that is. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Bride yeah, you've of got iconography with like the look and the face and the aesthetic. The mummy is kind of like covered <laughs> up, and you're like, is it a curse? What's going on? So they're like, let's just do Enchantress. Continue. And on top of that, and on top of that, the mummy in this movie is barely in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> they only That's have one sequence of her that they movie. play like four times over and over, and it's like a fucking perfume commercial. It's very silly. It's weird, and you know they've already got cast like you know they they've. They cast um, Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man. 
they've already cast uh, Frankenstein's monster, and it's um, what's his name, Javier Javier Bardem. Bardem, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's so weird. And like the next film in the franchise, if it even happens at this point, because the mummy is kind of bombing, it's doing well overseas, and they're saying like that's gonna save it. Right. It's overseas money might save this dark universe because right. it. It did shit here. But the next film in the series is Bride of Frankenstein. Mm. When does it make sense <laughs> to introduce the Bride of Frankenstein yeah. before Frankenstein? Yeah. I don't understand what they're doing. Well, and it's just that new feminist agenda. No, <laughs> like, well, I mean, I bought, I, or I was, I'm biting. It sounds like I want to know who's in it. But after seeing The Mummy, or at least parts of it, I'm like, maybe not. It's just weird, and I'll tell you what the biggest problem is: is that after seeing the mummy, it's pretty apparent that they don't know, they don't know what kind of um, route they want to go. This movie doesn't know what kind of movie it is. It's it tries to be very actiony. It it tries very badly at being funny in some oh, places. Jesus, there's oh, like a Tom couple. Cruise is nude. He's like, oh, what are you oh. doing in here? Like, I was there's, almost fucking dead, but now I'm ready to make a joke. Really bad, yeah, there's really bad jokes in it. The guy from Jurassic World is in it, and he's awful in this movie. Yeah. And it's just it, – it, it, it does – it's, it goes through so many different kinds of genres, and one genre that it should be, which is horror, it, it barely it, it barely ever happens. Service, yeah. And the biggest problem is, like, you can't have a movie called The Mummy – and then, like, the mummy's barely in it, and it's all Tom Cruise. It's like, you can't, that's not, the movie's got to be about the mummy, not yeah. Tom Cruise. Like, that's the biggest problem, is that they're going to put big stars in these movies, right. and it's not, like, uh, uh, there's an article came out uh, with uh, John Landis talking about these movies, and he was like, the biggest thing is, like, they're not respecting these monsters and that's your biggest problem like that's a movie can be made you can remake a movie and it will work you know like you just you just got to do it right like pay homage yeah yeah absolutely yeah so and you are a fan of like the original stuff so like you are probably even more so like confused and i understand it's just yeah it's confusing and you know what like it's weird for them another reason it's weird for the mummy to be the first movie is because like they just made a whole series of mummy movies and i don't know i don't want to say they just made it it was probably over 10 years ago at this part at this point but still it still feels recent and it's like you still feel like a lot of people know about those movies the the fucking rock was in one of them you know like yeah but like Kind of to your point, like the way Marvel would start with Iron Man or Captain America, like start with your big, well-known guys. Like don't go with a B-side necessarily. Like yeah, right to begin I don't, with. Well, Devil's Advocate, under- though, like before – the bigger problem is that whatever you start with, come out with a bang. And they didn't. Be decisive. They did. Yeah. Yeah. They were based. I feel like that international money was probably just from Tom Cruise, like from his name being. Like, yeah, on well, the that's the thing. Problem. Like, oh, it's Mission Impossible with a zombie. So, a couple thoughts. One, I've never understood the Tom Cruise thing. I've never like I get it in the eighties. I got it when I was like five years old and I watched Top Gun and I had a massive like crush on him. 
But after watching Going Clear and like knowing what I do about Scientology, I'm like, I have a difficult time. I don't want to. I don't want to be one of those people that can't separate like an actor's politics or like no, personal life from their true. performance. But it colors it when you've. I mean, I like the Mission Impossible movies and stuff, and like, yeah, I've, you know, cool Jerry Maguire. But like, who cares? Honestly, like, I don't like seeing Tom. Dude, I'm all about Katie Holmes. I'll put it this way: Tom Cruise does not mean box office in America the way it did. 20 years right ago. it's he's i mean he's been around for too long at this point and you know what i don't i don't have a problem with tom cruise and i i actually kind of like him for for this reason alone he 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 he's become such a big star that whatever he's interested in whatever movie he wants to be in it's going to get made right right mm-hmm. and he's if you like look at the movies he's done in the last you know 10 years or so there are a lot of movies that are that are good weird like sci-fi movies that would we've never seen he's like he he might be a weird guy in real Minority life report. but he's into like cool. the kind of movies he wants to make they're 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 like risks and they're movies that you wouldn't see. He's not making like risky business anymore. Right. He's no. making all these like weird fucking sci-fi movies. And like that, I like that. But still, this movie still <laughs> that doesn't save that doesn't save like this movie. You know, yeah. it's it, Yeah. Uh so let's talk about this. So you've got this dark universe, and we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. So the studios seem obsessed with this notion of building out cinematic universes. Marvel has done it very successfully. I guess who else is like we all we know what DC's doing. Wonder Woman was great. Definitely. It, it was the first one that has worked. Yeah. It was entertaining, delightful. Outside of comic books. I mean, what else is... There isn't a whole lot of it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Fast and the Furious, you could, you could, those movies are extremely successful, but it's not really a universe. They're just all sequels. Yeah. So the studios are obsessed with this idea of having this big interconnected thing, but it just seems like they're putting the cart before the horse. Like It should be like, hey, let's make really great movies, and if we can connect them down the line, great, so be it. But I'm looking at the yeah. Dark Universe lineup right now, and they are planning in the next, whatever, five, six years, you've got Mummy, Bride of Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lago- uh, Lagoon, Invisible Man, Van Helsing, Wolfman, Frankenstein, Dracula, Phantom of the Opera, Hunchback of Notre Dame. You're telling me that all these movies are going to actually get made? No. I, yeah, I don't see it. And there's going to be five avatars also. Like, <laughs> my God, there's no way. Like, it just seems like... So, uh, Bill Condon is directing... Bride of Frankenstein, which is the next one in 2019. Uh, he just did Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, the mm-hmm. interesting thing is it's being written by David Kep, who we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. He yeah. wrote the screenplay for Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. He's written a lot of great stuff. Okay. He also did he did he not also do the screenplay for this? Well, for the Mummy? it looks like there's about seven writers yeah, on the Mummy. Yeah, it felt like there were about seven but writers. But that comes through in the movie. So let's actually talk yeah. about that. It feels very, uh, it feels like a movie by committee. It feels like they had about ten different people pulling it in ten different directions. And, right. like, Jake, you, the first thing you said after you watched it, you saw it before us, was that you just thought the tone of the movie shifted so much 
that it just never knew what it wanted to be. Yeah, it felt like yeah. a playful action, like Indiana Jones thing in the beginning. And, like, the relationship between, I think their names were Jenny and Nick, who, by the way, it felt like Nikki and Paolo from Lost got their own movie because I didn't care about them the whole time. Uh, but, yeah, the very basis of their relationship reminded me of Lost, um, oh, no, Jurassic World, where it's like, oh, we hooked up once, like, recently, and it didn't go so well. So, like, that's the yeah. tension. I'm just like, fuck that yeah. shit. It's not interesting. Um, but, yeah, then it shifts very quickly because the Jurassic World, I don't want to know the name of that actor. The guy who's, it. like, the, the desk, whatever. Um, like their banter and all that stuff it's so stilted and weird and then yes it quickly shifts into being a different type of movie Um, and not good but I feel like you probably know more about this so go ahead and carry it Jake Uh, you're just talking about like the yeah. The, the the tone or whatever yeah, still it's just you've seen the whole I just thing, think so. I think the <laughs> big I think the biggest problem is that it should have been a horror movie and like it doesn't yeah. have to be it doesn't have to be a horror movie in the same way that like Blair Witch is a horror movie it's just like these movie they're these movies are about monsters they were originally horror films it can be a horror movie and not be like gory or not be jump scares it just should be a horror movie like I don't I don't understand why the first couple minutes were running around jumping from gunfire and making quips to each other. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also that fucking character, what's his name? Jake Johnson or Jake something. Johnson, no, is that, yeah. is okay. that his name? That's his he's brother. so, he's so fucking annoying in this uh-huh. movie. Yeah. Everything uh-huh. he says, his voice makes me want to fucking rip my ears out in this movie. <laughs> and then like, uh-huh. I'm happy because he dies pretty early. I'm like, okay, cool. He's dead. But then he keeps popping up. And I'm like, what is happening? And guys, can <laughs> right. we talk like, dude, let's talk about how at the end of this movie, out of nowhere, like, I don't even I don't understand what happened. But all of a sudden, like Tom Cruise is like sacrificing himself, becoming a mummy. Yeah. He's a mummy now. <laughs> he's like sucking the life out of the mummy. And now he's a monster and he brings his friend back to life. This what is who wrote a child wrote this movie like a kid was like this is like some little kid's bedtime story so or Schumacher's something that he apologize. makes up as he goes yeah what the fuck yeah. it certainly does suck yeah um, yeah it's well like I said it just doesn't it never it never really knows what it wants to be and as I was watching it I just felt an overwhelming sense of boredom I was like Russell Crowe oh my god. Can we please talk about Dr. Jekyll? Can we talk about how, like, they they <laughs> they uh, play up him turning? You know, he keeps, like, taking his little medicine so he doesn't turn. Yeah. You get, like, clips of him in the in the trailer, and you're like, oh, shit, I wonder what, like, Mr. Hyde's going to be like. Yeah. And then when he finally turns, it's just, like, a different voice. The laugh affectation. <laughs> it's just like, accent. oh. Oh, my eyes glow now, and yeah. I have a different voice. But otherwise, uh, I'm 100 percent the same guy. Oh, so when I was all the original terror and horror of duality, I've always loved the story of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. And one thing I really like is the time period that it takes place. Do you guys think that they've made a big mistake by setting these movies in the modern era? Like, doesn't that take away from it? Takes away a lot. The charm? Yeah, because yeah, these are all, like, old public domain, like, books that you read, like, hardcover like, as a kid. I want to see this taking place in, like, late 1800s London. Actually, I want to see everything taking place in late 1800s there's just, London. There's just, some, there's just yeah. something about the fact that, like, when there's a mummy around, you could pick out, like, a cell phone and Whoa. call somebody. Yeah. And just, oh. 
Yeah. Yeah. YouTube clip. Mummy on the loose. Yeah, and she's cute, y'all. She's <laughs> I bang her. Whoa. You gotta uh, watch out, though. She's got that dagger with the jewel. It's a two-part combo. It's very well thought out. You gotta out. have both parts, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I just didn't I just didn't care. Like, um, and Tom Cruise sacrificing himself to become a mummy, that doesn't make any sense. Because uh, what a mummy is, is like, that was like a religious... Like practice yeah. by ancient Egyptians to bury their dead and per- whatever protect. I'm botching the storyline here, but yeah. whatever it was, it wasn't that. It wasn't. Yeah. T- you can't just like I'm a mummy now. Like, yeah, yeah. are you right? Uh, I just don't get. I just don't get what they're the trying mummy. to do. With- Sorry. No, I want I someone just- to like mash up the scene from uh, Top Gun where Tom Cruise is like lamenting Goose in his underwear in the bathroom, looking in the mirror with like the scene where in the mummy where he's talking to his friend who's the zombie now in the mirror. Yeah. I don't know what, but I just want someone to do that. Let's do it. Get Let's it do out it. There. Let's make it happen. Make it happen. I just don't understand what they're trying to do with that character. Like, it, like you know, at the end of the movie, they have Dr. Jekyll talking and he's like, you know, he's a monster now. Hopefully he'll use his new powers for good. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like, uh, so is that the thing? Every, every monster movie now yeah. is going to be Tom Cruise coming in and being the good monster and fighting all the bad. Is that what we're going to get? Yeah. Is and that what this fucking universe is? Together, like no wonder it's called the dark universe. Ooh. Yeah. The Dude. only thing that was dark was what we were watching. Cause in the theater. In the theater. <laughs> yeah, it was dark in there. It was very so dark. hard to see. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. I just don't know what they're doing, man. Like, I'll tell you who's doing this right. And, Jake, you're going to love me for saying this. Okay. We'll talk about universes besides Marvel. Let's do it. I think that this monster universe of King Kong and Godzilla, they're doing it right. They're doing it better. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, John C. Riley. Yeah. <laughs> Why not be like, yeah. You know what's weird though? Uh, the guy who's directing. Okay, so they're they're working on Godzilla two now. It's yep. it's filming. There there's some a lot of big casting news coming out, and then you know Godzilla versus King Kong. I think it's supposed to be. Um, I forget what year. Twenty nineteen maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, the guy who's supposed the guy who's directing that. Uh, if you like, look back at the movies he's directed. He directed that horror movie You're Next, okay. where they like. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, I, I I didn't love it. He he made this movie called The Guest, which I just watched recently, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it's not a movie you would watch and be like, "Give this guy Godzilla." Right, right. And exactly. I'm just like, whoa! I'm just like, who? This is. It seems like a weird choice to give this guy a big monster movie. I, right. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I mean, it's not something I'm like worried about, but okay. it's just like mm. I always wonder about that because, like, when you look at like Colin Trevorrow, who went from whatever Safety Not Guaranteed, which was like a small little indie comedy, and he went from that to Jurassic World, and then like you look at Patty Jenkins, who who did Wonder Mon- Woman, who's only done like two movies. She right. did that movie Monster, Monster? yeah, which was yeah. like. Uh, that's a that's an old that that's, that's, yeah. that came out a long time back. yeah and then she didn't do anything for like fifteen years and then she did Wonder Woman yeah so it's like uh, I don't know how that stuff works but it's it's really cool and I think I don't think we ever talked about that they also announced the Skull Island TV show whoa they did yeah they we definitely never, we haven't talked about that um, and I'm assuming that that's going to tie in with everything so uh, guess what that's how you do it release a good movie. 
Like Godzilla 2014 is not perfect, but it's definitely good. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's very good. And it doesn't try to set up a universe. That's probably the best thing about it. It's a Godzilla movie from beginning to end. You know, they don't ever – there's never like a, hey, King Kong's here. You know, there's other <laughs> – yeah. it's just a fucking – it's just a fucking Godzilla movie. Get and King Kong – and King Kong is a King Kong movie. Like, yeah, there's an after credit scene that show you that, you know, King Kong and Godzilla are in the same universe. But it's it's not like you don't have you don't have to go out of your way to yeah. to mess up your movie by showing, hey, there's going to be a future movie. Yeah. You Just have to layer. Movie. It's logical. Like Stephen King didn't release the guns that are dark tower. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have to slowly layer and like build up and get used to and familiarize yourself with these right. individual stories before they become one amalgam. So. Oh, that's why I, we, it always circles back to this. But a couple of years ago when they, after they had announced the Paul Feig Ghostbusters movie and then the news broke about the Ghostbusters cinematic universe, that never really left a great taste in my mouth because I was like, hey, guys, it's been about 30 years. Can we get one movie off the ground before we start talking about? Yeah, shit? yeah James Cameron. Calm down. Yeah. And then a year later, we're we're I think that's the thing that always bums me out about Ghostbusters is we waited so long for a third movie. We got it. And we're almost a year later. And I still feel like we're in the same place we were before. Right. So it's just kind of frustrating. So, uh Marvel's doing it well. DC seems like they're going to get on track. Maybe. Maybe. I haven't seen Wonder Woman yet, so I can't say anything. But it just – and I'm glad that like all the – I'm glad that – I think only – the only things I've heard about Wonder Woman have been good. Everybody's talking good about it, and that's great. But it's like – at this point, I don't even give a fuck. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't care. I don't want to go You've been wronged. Even like everyone's told me how great it is. I don't give a shit because you know what? I don't know anything about Wonder Woman. I've never cared about like I'm not a DC person to begin with. Right. But the DC movies that are going to get me to come watch are like Batman. That's it. And your fucking Batman movies have been awful for a very long time. So I don't. You know, what's weird about it is that a lot of it has to do with building up goodwill with your audience. Right. And. The thing is, maybe out of these 10 uh, Dark Universe movies, there's going to be a couple good ones, right? But if you put out yeah, bad ones, right. people are going to stop caring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll, 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 we're never going to really know the answer to this, but I'll always wonder if Wonder Woman would have been really bad. I wonder how much that would – because now it feels like – Justice League, even if it's not great, people are definitely going to see They're going to go back to see her. Yeah, it puts like a better. I even saw Austin Young was saying he went back and watched Batman v Superman, like to see Gal Gadot's performance yeah. after watching Wonder Woman several times at theaters. Like, she's magnetic. She's really good on screen. And that was a really. It was it was a solid movie. Like, it wasn't perfect, but and it's. It, I don't think it's going to change the no, entire franchise. But, I don't think it's going to make Justice League any better. I think right. Rotten Tomatoes right now. It matters so much more than it ever has because the mummy got really bad reviews and people just didn't go. Like yeah. that's that's just what happens now. Like there's certain franchises like Suicide Squad had so much well, we build up that even the bad reviews didn't stop it. But it's expensive to go to a movie, so if you're gonna put out a shitty movie, don't expect a great box office return. And that's my statement. Yeah. Suck go. it, Tom Cruise. I like it. Uh, I like it. But also, Tom Cruise, come on the podcast. Yeah, we miss you. 
I'm do yeah, an no audit. Um, but yeah, overall, <laughs> overall, uh, <laughs> I get it. Hook him up to the machine. Um, overall, yeah, the mummy is just, it's mediocre at best. Not even oh, that. Oh, it's confusing at best. Yeah. Not that entertaining. The special effects, it's all like stuff we've seen before. Nothing groundbreaking. The storyline was just kind of whatever. It didn't. Yeah. They didn't put like a really cool twist on the old story. And that's what you didn't and they expect. Yeah, they didn't. And they stole shit from like even the last mummy movie. Like why? Why have the mummy kill people the same way the mummy in the Brendan Fraser movie? And like why do things when when that when the Brendan Fraser mummy came out like it was part of the it was I remember always being in the trailer the scene where there's like a sandstorm right. but the mummy's face was in the sand like and I'm like why why do that again? Right, we've like, already seen it. Don't you yeah. want to distance yourself from from that movie? Why why are we why are we ripping it off? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Well, I'll tell you what. This was the only Easy movie. Money. Yeah, this was the only movie I've ever watched where I thought, man, I really wish Brendan Fraser was in this. <laughs> Dude, it made me want to go back and rewatch the Brendan Fraser mummy movies. Yeah. I remember, I I remember the first one being pretty enjoyable and fun to yeah. watch. And maybe maybe the second one and whatever ones came after weren't as great. But that first one's not – it's not bad. I, it's much better than this movie. I think you just nailed it on the head. This movie's not fun. And if your movie's not fun, it should be good. It should be yeah. one of those things. Yeah. yeah. Thought-provoking, memorable, all those um, things. So well executed. mummy bashing on Yes, Have Some Podcast. Yeah, bash that money. You got to watch out or mummy. mummy. Got a knife. <laughs> Guys, yeah. She's going to get you, Dr. Jekyll. Give you little kisses. Russell Crowe's a great actor. I guess he just didn't know how on this time. Uh, It's just this one. He's doing an accent. He's about to change. (laughs) God. Uh, Well, cool. Well, that's some good stress, guys. I'm proud of you guys. We We did it. We did the whole thing. Um, We did. We ate the whole thing. And um, cool. Well, I'm not going to uh, ramble on as I usually do. I think we're going to wrap it up. Um... So, as always, go to uh, yeshavesomecast.com. Check us out. Uh, you can go to facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast. And uh, join the face uh, the face, what, what do they call FaceTime it? group. Facebook FaceTime group. group. The face groups? Yeah. yeah. Join the face Yes, groups. have some group therapy. Yes, have some group We're, therapy. We have a group now. Follow us on Twitter at YHS Podcast. All that. What we want you guys to do is to come talk to us. Tell us your stress. Tell us what's going on. Tell us what movies you watched, what toys you bought, all that kind of stuff. And uh, we'll all have fun. And then um, we're going to have more information on this as we go, but I would suggest everybody go check out somethingstranger.com for a little tease, Ooh, for a little project. Just a little yeah. tease. Little somethingstranger.com. Uh-huh. Cool. Um, and we'll be talking about treat. more. It's a treat. We'll talk more about that as uh, the summer rolls on. Pop a waffle in. Ooh. Ooh. Pop a waffle. I want a pop a waffle. Is that like someone married to your grandma? Grandma Pancake? <laughs> pop a waffle? Papa and Mama waffle. All right. Uh, uh. But yeah. And uh, once again, thanks to everybody <laughs> for happening? tuning into our live show last week. Thank you for all the calls. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Thanks for stressing. Cool. Guys, anything else See you guys on Facebook. Off? Nah, that's it. That's it? That's it, y'all. Darn. That's it. That's it. Oh, are we doing accents? Am I Dr. Jekyll? Yeah. Or Mr. <laughs> Hyde? Yeah, yeah. And I'm Mr. Oh, Hyde. Oh, I'm Mr. Hyde. 
Um, <laughs> and real quick, just random thought. I think I'm about to buy a bunch of Beetlejuice toys. You thinking? Uh-oh. I'm thinking about it. Yeah? I'm thinking about that. I'm going to buy a bunch You're of first editions. Yeah. Stephen King books. Um, I found a new bookstore I'm going tomorrow. I'm really excited. Cool. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. For Yes Have Some Podcast, my name is Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, Jacob yeah. Walsh. Yep. We're all here. We're here. We're here. Hanging out. We're ready to, you know, get. <laughs> we're done? Yeah, we're done. We're done. It's, it's over. over. This is over. Good night. Good night, everybody. Love you. Bye. Bye.